Amen. And we thank God for the spirit of the season that is upon us right now. Gospel of St. Matthew. Gospel of St. Matthew chapter 21. St. Matthew chapter 21. certain householder which planted a vineyard hedged it round about and digged a wine press in it and built a tower and let it out to husbandmen and went into a far country and when the time of the fruit drew near he sent his servants to the husbandmen that they might receive the fruits of it. And the husbandman took his servant and beat one and killed the other and stoned another. Again, he sent other servants more than the first and they did unto them likewise. But last of all, he sent unto them his son, saying, They will reverence my son. But when the husbandmen saw the son, said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and let us seize on his inheritance. And they caught him cast him out of the vineyard and slew him. When the Lord therefore of the vineyard cometh, what will he do unto these husbandmen? Amen. Amen. Now, this is sort of a strange text, and I know for Christmas, but I'm getting you ready for Christmas. I want to talk about what every Christian needs to know about, about Christmas. What every Christian needs to know about Christmas. I love this text, and I know many of you know I do because I preach it as often as I can during this season because it gives me the opportunity to put Jesus in proper context. 
the one thing that I want to do and one thing that I strive to do during this season is make sure that the church gets the story right. I know the world still struggles. They don't know what they're celebrating. They just know they're out there in them crowds, running over folk, trying to get in stores, fighting over parking space. That's all they know. And the sad part about it is that all of them out there are not unsaved folk. They are children of God who are in those lines. They are children of God. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with shopping. Please don't go out of here and say, Pastor Haynes is Scrooge. I'm just saying that we ought to have a proper context for what this celebration is all about. The world may never get it, but at least those of us who are called by his name, we need to see a bigger picture than what the world is seeing. See, my brothers, and my sisters, the truth is that Jesus was born out of God's love for the world. Now, that's a fact. Jesus was born out of God's love for the world. I can prove that. For God so loved the world that he gave. So Jesus was born out of God's love for the world. But the great benefit of that love is promised only to those who believe. Are y'all hearing me? He came, he came out of, yeah, yeah, he sent his son out of love for everybody. But the only people who will benefit from it are those who believe. This text won't, this text won't allow us to jump, just skip over God's intent in sending his only begotten son. Yeah, this text will not allow us just to, just to celebrate just because it's a time on the calendar. This text puts the birth of Jesus in a context. A context that causes us so, to, to, so, that, so that we can see his birth was not just a, a, a one act play. But it was the final act in a big play. Are y'all hearing me? That's why the text says that's, very clearly. When Jesus is telling the story, he wants you to understand that this last line that it says, last of all, he sent his son. And when he said last of all, he wants you to know that's it. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? When he says last of all, he wants you to know Jesus is it. You don't sit around waiting on something else. <laughs> waiting on God to do something else. No, this is it. Jesus is it last of all. He sent. His son, follow me now to the text. Follow me now. You will see that this thing takes place right after Jesus had gone into the temple. Went in. You remember the money changes and everybody and Jesus went in. You remember that story how he started turning over tables, got mad, started whipping folk, beating on folk and running folk out of the temple, turning over tables. This, this was right after that. Jesus had the audacity to go in and run the money changers out. He had the audacity to go in and, and begin to drive people out of the temple. So in verse 23, says the chief priests and the elders, after this thing was over, they, they called Jesus into a conference. 
They want to know from Jesus, who gives you the authority? Y'all hear me? Who gives you the authority to come in and, and, and driving people out of the temple? Who gives you the authority to come in and start turning over the table? Who gives you that kind of authority? They ask a question, and Jesus here is replying to that question. I know it's got to be a little vexing for, for anybody trying to carry on the conversation with Jesus because Jesus spoke in parables. And no matter what you were trying to draw him into, you're trying to draw him into some conversation or some argument, and Jesus would just go off onto a parable. Listen to this. Listen to how this sounds. Jesus, what authority do you have to be driving the people out of the temple? And Jesus looked at them and said, a man had two sons. <laughs> a certain man had two sons. Can you imagine? Here you are wanting to argue and wanting to fuss. And the best he can come up with, a certain man had two sons. And so Jesus goes on and tells, first of all, a story about a man that had two sons and told them to do something. One said a will and the other said a won't. And they end up, the one that said a will didn't do it. The one that says I won't end up doing it, he told that story. But then the one that we want to deal with is the second story. This, this story Jesus told. Now, hear me now. He's explaining to them where he gets his authority from. He says to them that a certain householder planted a vineyard. And it wasn't just, a, 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 just a, any, any vineyard. It was state-of-the-art vineyard. Place where grapes were grown for wine. It was state-of-the-art vineyard. This man evidently had it going on. He built the state-of-the-art art vineyard. And after he finished his vineyard, after he got everything just like he wanted it, beautiful uh, vineyard, he decided that I, I'm not going to take care of it. I'm going to travel. I'm going to, what I want, I want some, I want, I want to get some people to come in and work my vineyard for me. Are y'all following me? I, I'm going to travel. He, he's finished his vineyard and he says, I, I'm going to get other people to come in and work for me and, and they can tend to my vineyard while I travel. Now he's traveling He's allowed some men. He's rented his, his spot out. He's, he's sought, in effect, he's hired them to take care of his vineyard. Now, now listen to me. He didn't give them the vineyard. He just hired them to take care of the vineyard. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and while I'm right there, let me just throw this out. You don't own anything. The earth is the Lord. The last time I checked. The earth is the Lord, it's fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell in. It all belongs to him. He says, but I, I'm going to go away and I'm going to let you be stewards over my vineyard. He left, took his trip. When time come for harvest, he does what anybody would do that owns some stuff. He sends back, he sends some other servants. He says, y'all go back down there. It's time for my harvest. Y'all go and, and y'all uh, 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 tell him that I'm sending for my rent money. I want my portion of, of what now, 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 now it, 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 they're taking care of it and I'm going to take care of them but the field is mine. So I want you to go and I want you to collect my rent. I want you to go and collect my portion of what's coming from my crop. 
35 says that he sent his servants down there to get his money. Look at verse 35. It says that these folk who were renting, who were renting his property, who, 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 it says that they, they took those servants that came for his money and beat them up. Killed one of them. Is that in your book? Yeah. Beat these men up for coming to get somebody else's money. Beat them up and kill one of them. And they went back and told the man, I'm sure he had to be shocked. <laughs> Somebody treating my stuff like that is mine. But they went back and said to him what happened. And so what he decided to do, well, I'm going to send more men. I, I, I'll send a larger crowd this time to collect. And I want you this to stick in your head, to collect my stuff. He ain't trying to rob nobody. I, just go get what belongs to me. Verse 36 says, he sends a larger group to go get his stuff. And that time, they treated them the same way they did the first group. They beat them up and killed some of them. Are y'all hearing this? Yeah. So, 37 says, and this is what I want to get to. Uh, and it, keep it in your mind. Jesus is explaining where his authority come from. 37 says, his final act was, he says, uh, yeah, I know what I'll do. I'll send my son. <laughs> yeah, they, they killed my servants and beat them up. I'll send my son. Last of all, he sent his son. They rebelled against my servants. They treated my servants bad. They killed some of them. But I know they'll do the right thing if I send my son. 38 says that when they saw his son coming, <laughs> it says they started saying to each other, look at here, he's sending his son. <laughs> Ain't this the joker that's going to inherit this place one day? <laughs> Ain't this, 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 this the man who one day is going to own this place? Why don't we kill him? <laughs> That way we'll have this thing done for good. Well, let's, let's go on and wipe him out. And maybe we can take charge of the... Are y'all hearing me? Maybe we can, if we kill him, we can seize his inheritance. So he sends his son and they kill. They take his only son. They take his son's life. Now, Jesus is telling a parable here. But what he's done, you got to understand parables. He just set them up. He just set them up. Listen now. Yeah, yeah. he says, uh, uh, he, he, when the owner of the vineyard shows up, listen at him. He told them this story. He says, now, here's the end of my story. I just finished my story. They just killed this man's son. When the owner shows up, what you think he ought to do to these folk? <laughs> they just been set up and didn't even know it. Jesus says, he told him this story. He says, now, when the owner, the man who really owns the stuff, they done kill his servants, they, they done beat up his servants, they done kill his son. When he shows up, what do you think? What do you think ought to be done? And now listen to what these crazy folks said. Listen, see, they ain't caught on yet. Listen, they say, these folks ought to be put to death. They need to be put to death. 
these riches, uh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, those are riches, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they ought to be put to a miserable death. You ought to put them, yeah, yeah, yeah he ought to put them out of his vineyard. Now they just got thrown out of the temple. <laughs> are y'all hearing me? He just got thrown out of the temple, but he, what do you think? That, well, they need to put them out of the vineyard. And let somebody do it who's going to do right by him. Now, they, they, they missed the whole thing. They just got thrown out of the temple and wanted to know why they got thrown out. Jesus just told them. And they agree with him. They need to be put out. They need to be thrown out. Now, it's a, isn't it amazing how tough we can be in issuing out punishment when we think it's for somebody else? <laughs> isn't it amazing how tough we can be tough when... We think somebody else getting the punishment. And that's what they said now. Yeah, but they did not realize that, that this whole thing was about them. They said to these folk, they, 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 he, they said these folk ought to be destroyed. In other words, death is too good for them. They need to be destroyed. Now, what these folk did not realize is that Jesus had just painted them a picture of themselves. His application, when you really look at it, was about the people of God. God's chosen people who God had tried time and time again to redeem. He had chosen them. He had chosen them to live in this world. He had chosen them to live and he chosen them and he given them the land of promise. And he expected, uh, yeah, by giving it to them, uh, he, all he was expecting was some fruit from them. All he was expecting to come from them was, uh, yeah, some fruit from them. And, 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 but but what, what they did, rather than to the fruit of glorifying him and the fruit of, uh, uh, of just glorifying his name, instead of getting that, all he got from them uh, was to be treated. They took what he gave them and treated it like it was their own. Are y'all hearing me? God's chosen people. God has chosen these people. God has given these people everything. And they take everything that God has given them and they treat it like it's they. Let me say it another way. God gave them everything. Says you can have all of this and all I want is a tithe. I got it wrote down here. Ain't nobody going to shout there. Ain't nobody going to shout there. Gave it to me, every bit of it, all I want, all, all I need, it all belongs to me. But all I want, all I request is that you just give me the tithe, 10% of it. That's all, that's all. And these folk took every bit of it and treated it like it was theirs. Are y'all hearing me? He expected some fruit to come from them, but they had taken it, all that he had given them, and treated it like it was theirs, and then, on top of that, killed the man's son. Now, I have to admit that when I started reading the scripture, it was just, it was a little problematic. You know, how you read it, and you, 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 you're reading, and some things just pop up, and it's problematic that First of all, it's, it's problematic if you take God's stuff and treat it like yours. I said, I said, it's problematic when you take what belongs to God 
and treat it like yours. Here's this man. He made several attempts to get, get them back on track. He kept sending, sending folk. He kept sending people to try to give them a chance to do the right thing. And every time, they would punish those who are trying to do what the master has sent them to do. My brothers and sisters, this, this thing has a Jewish application, but it also has an application to you and I. And the application to you and I is, that's what this Bible is about. It's about God creating a man. God creating a man, and that man sinned in the garden. And when that sin took place in the garden, man was separated. Are y'all hearing me? Man was separated from God. He sinned in the garden, separated from God. Now, everything that God has done since that time, this whole Bible is about God trying to get his folk back. Everything, yeah, the, the Bible is about everything after that is about him trying to restore a relationship that sin has destroyed. It's been all God's attempt to reclaim everything in this, especially the Old Testament. It's God's plan to reclaim that that he has lost. Look at some of the things he did. He, yeah, yeah, trying to get men back to him. He sent Noah. You remember the world got so corrupt, corrupt that he destroyed the whole thing. Sent Noah trying to tell him that it's going to rain. Look at what they did to Noah. They laughed at him. Y'all hear me? They laughed at him. And, and just like he said, the world was destroyed. Man had become so corrupt that God repented for even making a man. Y'all hearing this? Yeah, yeah. Noah gave man a new start. But it wasn't long before man had gone right back out there again. Then, then, then the next move we see God sending Moses with the law. Sends the law with the idea of making sacrifice. You remember that whole thing of when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. You, you would think that, that after being delivered, after God showed them he would open up the Red Sea, you would have thought that those folk would be glad to walk behind God. But guess what? As soon as they got on the other side, they rebelled again. Are y'all hearing me? Then he sends David, sends somebody like David with his harp and his songs of assurance, singing songs like, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Here is a, a man singing songs of assurance like, the Lord is my light and my salvation. David was the one who experienced his goodness and his mercy firsthand, but in spite of all he tried to do with David, uh, the world would not move. They went right on in their sins. We just got through talking about, we just got through talking about how, how God sent, yeah, prophets during that time to try to save them and try to guide them the right way, but how they kept right on going in their sins. It seemed like nothing could turn them around. These people seemed that they were completely lost and because of all the things that he was trying to give them the opportunity to get back to him. Yeah, so now between the New Testament and the Old Testament, there's about 400 years of silence. Can you imagine, can you imagine, can you imagine God shutting up for 400 years? Can you imagine nobody hearing anything from God for 400 years? But now let me show you where we're going. Let me show you where you're going. Tried all these things, sent all these people trying to turn them back. But after the silence, we come to the New Testament. And we come to this line right here. Last of all, he sent his son. 
Y'all hearing me? Noah didn't work. Moses didn't work. David didn't work. None of that. But last of all, last of all, he sent his son. Now I can talk to you about what we're about to celebrate. I can talk to you about the Christmas celebration. So, because children of God, we ought to be able to relate now to what this celebration is all about. We're celebrating because uh, he didn't stop with Noah. We're celebrating. He could have stopped with Abraham. He could have stopped with Moses. He could have stopped with David, but he didn't stop. He didn't give up. Last of all, y'all ain't hearing me. He sent his son. And we celebrate, we celebrate today because this wasn't just another baby. Are y'all hearing me? The reason why we're coming up on this celebration, this wasn't just another baby being born. This was God's sending his only begotten son. God sending his son to earth to do what others had tried to do uh, but failed. He came down to do what everybody else tried to do. He was trying uh, to reclaim what was his. Bring man back to God. But I got to admit, I got to admit something. I got to admit something again. Have a little problem with this parable. Why in the world, this is my thinking, this is human thinking. Why in the world would a father who knows that wicked folk and wicked men are mean enough to kill his servants, why in the world would he send his son? Y'all hear me? These folk been mean enough to kill everybody I sent that way. Why in the world would he send his son? But then, then I remembered. I remember who it was that was telling the story. Are y'all hearing me? I, I remember it was Jesus that's telling the story. And Jesus knew what he had to come to do. Are y'all hearing me? Uh, he knew that his father had sent him to this world for just one purpose. And y'all know why he came? Are y'all hearing me? You want to know why Jesus showed up in this world? He came to die. He came to this world to die for the sins of all mankind. He came to carry my cross. Came to take on the sins of all men. Here's the difference right here. Here's the difference right here. Here's the difference right here. I'm almost through. Y'all can come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the difference right here. Yeah, yeah, y'all, 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 y'all can get to crack a barrel early again today. Amen, amen. They're going to think y'all done changed churches. Yeah, here's the difference. Everybody else, everybody else who made an attempt, everybody else, yeah, yeah. The Bible says that that the prophets came, they killed them. Are y'all hearing me? Everybody else that came and tried to save, uh, the Bible says uh, that they killed uh, all of them. And, and here's, the, here's the thing here I want to pick out. Yeah, they killed all of them, but if you go to that grave right now, y'all ain't hearing me. They were all killed for cause. But if you go to that grave right now, every one of them is still laying right where they laid them. Are y'all hearing me? Moses is still wherever it is that they laid him. Are y'all hearing me? All of the saints of the ages, they're still laying down right where they laid him. But let me share what the difference is. 
Jesus, uh, they took his life. You remember they put him on a cross. He died uh, for the sins of the world. And just like everybody else, they laid him, uh, yes, uh, in a tomb. But the difference is uh, his tomb did not belong to him. The tomb that he laid in uh, was a borrowed tomb. Are y'all hearing me? Somebody ought to shout. Anybody who's got enough faith to borrow a tomb. I've heard of borrowing a cup of sugar. I've heard of borrowing a cup of flour. But I've never known anybody yet to borrow a grave. But the truth of the matter is, if you ain't going to need it long, you can go ahead and borrow a grave. Yeah. He borrowed, uh, yes, somebody's grave. Yeah. They laid him uh, in a cold, uh, cold grave. Yeah. He laid there yeah, all night Friday. Uh, he laid there all day Saturday. Yeah. He laid there all night Saturday night. Uh, but here's the story right here. Yeah. Sunday morning, uh, he got up. Uh, he got up uh, with all power uh, in his hand. Uh, last of all, uh, he sent uh, his son, uh, but I thank God uh, that his son came on a mission. Yeah, he came and he died, uh, but he ain't dead. Yeah. So as we come to celebrate, yeah, are y'all hearing me? Uh, we come to celebrate uh, because Jesus was born. Yeah, and the reason why is uh, if he had not been born, uh, then he never would have died. Yeah. So as we celebrate, uh, my brothers and my sisters, yeah. Take time uh, to look to the hills uh, from which cometh all uh, of our help. Yeah, and realize uh, that our help uh, comes from the Lord uh, who made uh, the heavens and the earth. Yeah. And let me warn somebody. Yeah. Don't sit around waiting uh, on God to do something else. Yeah. Don't sit around waiting uh, on the next move of God. Uh, this was your last chance. Yeah. And if Jesus doesn't fix it, yeah, are y'all hearing me? Uh, if you don't choose Jesus, yeah, you'll be eternally lost. Yeah. He's not going to send anybody else. Uh, last of all, he sent. He sent his son. That's, this is God's last move. Don't let anybody fool you into thinking you could wait around for God to do something else. No, it's over now. It's over now. Last of all, he sent his son. And he sent him surely out of his love for us. Yes. He sent him out of his love for the world. But the people who will benefit from his coming will be those who believe that. The word of God is, if thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Yes, he sent his son. Yes, he loves you. But, but you've got to believe that. You've got to accept that. And so today, this is the greatest gift that this world has ever received. But I found out, I found out that 
no matter how great the gift is until you receive it until you claim it as your own it's really not your gift so today today if you're unsaved if you're unsaved you ought to be moving this way if you have never accepted him as lord and savior of your life you ought to be moving this way if you're already saved and you don't have a church covering you need a church covering you need to be moving this way doors open doors open somebody ought to be moving yeah yes the Jesus keep me come now lift your voices trying to move bow your heads the church is praying for you right now the church is praying for you right now and if you need to move nobody knows that better than you do so while the church prays while the church prays you need to be moving now come now come now 